0: Good evening. Good evening. So, nice to be with you again. Any questions tonight? Yes.
1: You were talking, we were talking about uh, Brahma, Vimana, Leela, and you were talking about Krishna when he was sitting with his left hand, and Brahma was looking at this, and actually, in that moment, he, he just questioned Krishna divinity, more or less. And, then he was born as a Haridasa because mostly because of that. And I would like to hear maybe a little bit more about
0: that, his connection with why he was born as Haridasa. I think the idea is kind of rel- relatively uh, simple. The idea is that in the uh, in the orthodox Hindu society. Of the time, uh, well, Hindus are very particular about their eating habits, for example, and uh, uh, various uh, um, uh, codes of personal behavior, and, um, and they differ within the different uh, divisions of society. And um, for example, Prabhupada was very uh, very brahminical in his habits, very extreme actually. In in one sense, in in that regard, he um, uh, he was very um, controlled and very. Um, Attentive to standards of cleanliness, and um, I remember, for example, watching him in the last couple months or so before he passed away from the world. He had been hardly eating anything; he was emaciated, and uh, but he would take the charnamrita in his bed. Hmm? So he would take a little charnamrita and then he would insist on washing his hands and his mouth after taking the charnamrita. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, so he, he, that's just an example of, of what he was like. And, and um, just to give you a, a surprising, perhaps, contrast, you would never see Prabhupada do this, but I saw, watch Sridhar Maharaj chant Joppa with his right hand and eat um, puffed puffed rice, you know, that like this, with, with his left hand. <laughs> because he was very orthodox, very, very Brahminical, actually came from, a, uh, technically speaking, a higher Brahminical family than Prabhupada came from a Kayasta family. Mm. But Prabhupada was extremely uh, brahminical in that way. His habits were Im- impeccable, and uh, and um, his disciples used to, used to imitate that and, and uh, follow that, um, as if you know it was uh, uh, Krishna consciousness depended on it, practically. So, um, so at any at any rate, uh, the, by contrast. To let us say, the very orthodox Brahman and his personal behavior and habits with regard to eating, in particular and so forth, where to eat from, where not to eat from, what, maybe what time, what what hand, and so on and so forth. The Muslims uh, they were considered outcasts by the by the Hindu society, and their habits for eating, of course, were quite different. Um, and in terms of what they would eat and and standards of cleanliness you know Hindus are always bathing and you know several times a day you probably would like bathe three times a day and so forth so um, so the idea is that Brahma he saw um, his deity Krishna but didn't recognize him because he wasn't conducting himself in a very sophisticated, brahminical um, way. And uh, particularly his habits with regard to eating are highlighted there, holding the food in his his left hand and putting food in his friend's mouths and, and take, taking food that they would chew on something and say, this is really good, you try it like that. And this is not... Uh, the way he would have expected his his guru to be conducting himself, he is called Vidhi. It's another name for Brahma. It means rules. Mm. So he's very um, uh, particular and um, rule kind of guided. Mm. Uh, in in there are lots of rules. Mm. Rama, as we said earlier is is like thought to be a person who has perfectly um observed the Varnashram for one hundred life system for 100 that's a hundred lifetimes That's a that's a tall uh kind of a task and so he has a the idea would be he'd have a very strong samskara for for the rules and and of course bhakti is is, is transcendental to the varnashram on the in the varnashram excuse me we have a we have a, a rule based conception of loving god hmm? on the other end of the spectrum in rag bhakti we have a love based and uh, approach to god and the more there is love the less there are rules the more there are rules there's love, there's love. Rules are kind of a break breakdown of love in order to secure that somehow the relationship continues on. We make rules so that we both can agree, and there's some compromise, and so forth. Whereas in love, it's, it's automatic. I'm thinking for you; you're thinking for me. The two are becoming one, and so forth. So they're very different ends of the uh, religious or, or spiritual. Spectrum, hmm? Varnashram is like the very beginning kind of idea of, of of loving God. It's like if someone lives in a country. <clears throat> let's say if you live in the United States and you become a a, a, a perfect citizen, and until so the president gives you the the perfect citizen award for the year. Hmm? Um, and maybe his representative comes to some ceremony and gives it to you and appreciates it. Good. You know, that's So you have a relationship with the president on that basis. That's very different than the president's children or the president's wife and what kind of relationship they have, his friends, his cabinet members, and so forth, that can speak to him behind closed doors and so forth. So Varnashram is a, is very remote, in in that way, well, but you know some 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 love there. <clears throat> bhakti and Bhakti Ragh Bhakti, in particular, is, is very different. It's it's a little difficult to follow, to to understand. We say that the the eligibility for rag Bhakti is greed for the, the kind of love that. Uh, the inhabitants of Vrindavan have for Krishna. Uh, greed is an interesting word, of course. It's a kind of an embarrassing thing to be greedy. When we're greedy, we act in ways that are unbecoming. Hmm? And it would appear that the inhabitants of Vrindavan are acting in ways in relation to the Absolute that are unbecoming. You shouldn't act that way with, with the object of, of worship, the Supreme Person the, the, and so forth. Um, so it's, it's 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 difficult to uh, to follow, especially for people who are very, especially for people who are very have a very strong sanskar for varnashram and and the, uh, and all the ideas of purity they're involved in there, and how you must behave, and how you can't do this, and and so on and so forth. bhakti is very spontaneous, and um, it uh, as I say it it. it it transcends rules i mean the really the the essence at the same time of Varnashram and the Vaidhi bhakti are all within Rag bhakti and more hmm. um, but it looks very it can look very foreign I mean Krishna says in the Gita that the, the 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 conclusion of the Gita is to give up religion if you want to love me, then you have to give up religion he says. Hmm. So I mean, just put it like that, and people go, "What are you talking about? What, what kind of? How, how? could your religion is to give up religion, hmm? um, and and, lo- and love, um, some guy, <laughs> uh, who who, uh, it's Dharman uh, pratijja mamik. But then again, today in today's world, if you say." Our religion involves giving up religion. People go, yeah, that sounds good. I like that. You know? People will say sometimes, I'm spiritual but not religious. Hmm? It's popular in America. I'm spiritual but not religious. Um, it, it, the essential idea, that how what they understand by that is one thing, but the essential idea of that is somewhat agreeable to us. Hmm?
2: Uh,
0: uh, we find in Brihad Gita, in the, in the beginning, Sanatana Goswami is praying to, to to become free from uh, all of the, the inhi- inhibiting kind of religious life of, of Varnashram. Hmm? So uh, so Brahma, absorbed in that, he has certain expectations um, as to what is spiritual, or how the guru should behave, or something like that. He projects them. He doesn't uh, see that in Krishna quite the, the opposite, so he thinks offensively. What is this? He's he's unbecoming, acting and acting inappropriately, and uh, and so forth. So for the the thought is for the offense of thinking that that Krishna is uncivilized. Then from the Hindu. Varnashram Brahminical perspective, Brahma would have to take a birth in a situation that is outside of civilized religious life, as the the, the Muslim sector was, was was thought to be. Hmm. So that is the situation of Haridastakur. Hirdas Thakur was not allowed to enter the Jagannath Temple. Hmm. Um, he he wasn't uh, uh, really supposed to even be in the assembly of of Brahmins and so on and so forth. When Dwaita Prabhu performed the Shraddha ceremony for his deceased uh, relatives, um, then the the um, Prashad, the Vishnu Prashad from the um, ritual was supposed to be given to the be- to the best Brahmin hmm, in the community. It said, mentioned in Chaitanya Bhagavat that so many Brahmins attended in the Veda was a very Paka Brahman, and they were all thinking, It will be me. I'm the best Brahmin in the community, surely it will be given to me, and there was this somewhat competitive um, thinking amongst them and and Adivita turned to turn and gave it to Haridastakur, who was, wasn 't even was like on the outside, uh, not allowed inside something like that, and they were all very upset with that, the Brahmins and um, something happened I think at night to them or something they all they all found themselves breaking breaking the rules of their own. Um, um, yeah, caste and, and and so forth. So, at, at any rate, uh, the position of Haridas was uh, one of essential spirituality, but formally he was outside of the religious uh, um, community. The group and Sanatana were in a similar position, not by birth, but by conduct, it was thought. And these three Haridastaka groups, Rup Sanatana Goswami, they took very prominent uh, and leading positions in chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya which um, very much crossed over the, the um, or, or uh, was not restricted by those kind of barriers Mahaprabhu's lifestyle f- fell within the social social religious system I mean that was the system so he, he followed that but not where adherence to the Varnashram was in conflict with Bhakti wherever there was a the, the relative in the absolute considerations were in, were in, 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 at odds with one another hmm? then he would fall on the side of the absolute and so he, he ate for example in Mathura with, I mean, it gets, you know, that bad, if you will, that the mature Brahman was from a lower type of Brahman family than what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was from, and Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi, and technically speaking, he should not have eaten at... See how rule-laden uh, it can be uh, at the house of that type, the Sonadia brahmana. Hmm? wasn't supposed to eat there. But he had heard that... Uh, that that per, or he had heard and, and I guess it was his experience also practically he experienced a, some type of camaraderie with that Brahmin, hmm. and um, and then he inquired because of the, the camaraderie that he felt about his background and found that he was a disciple of madhavendra Puri
2: hmm.
0: which of course is the Param Guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and um, Welcome. And because he had, uh, I think, cooked for Madhavendra Puri, Mahaprabhu said, Dharma sitatvam Hitam guhayam, mahajanali enigatasapanta. Hmm? That the, the, the way of the great souls in terms of interpreting the Dharma, and what is its essence and so forth, that should be followed. the the secrets of that, the truth of that, the import, the essence of that, hmm, that lies in the hearts which manifests in the form of the actions of great souls. So he took that kind of lead and apparently hmm, crossed over the the rules of the Varnashram. Uh, So there are many uh, examples of that. (coughs) Um, He was a social Uh, Excuse me, reformer as well as a really a spiritual um, revolutionary. Hmm. So that's heartening to us. Obviously, Hmm. we are uh, able to be um, embraced within the fold of of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was rather rather an advocacy of a of a casteless uh, society, not. For disorder, but for transcending the, the limitations of such a system, with regard to the level of intimacy that it affords one with the uh, with the absolute, which in turn affords us intimacy and camaraderie with one another, and we come back to the idea this morning of of the love for all living beings and so forth. Hmm. Being, in in some way synonymous with, with loving Krishna, or a natural result. Hmm. Of course, then we'll, as I said, express it differently relative to their, their s- situation and so forth within, um, w- within conditioned life. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Yes.
3: Um, so this morning you were mentioning. Um Uh, Bhagavad Gita and you were talking about how uh, you know when we read a book we can read in the beginning something and then at the end of it something and kind of get a twist of what the book is about and you mentioned how uh, Sharanagadi was stressed in the beginning of the book as well as in the the very end of the book Um, but yet many have argued that uh, this verse this uh, uh, manad bhava-bhakto, in the mm-hmm. middle of the Bhagavad Gita is the most important. important verse of it, but yet this is kind of like hidden in the middle, and so it seems like if Krishna really wanted to uh, stress this point, he would, like you said, put it in the beginning at the end, repeat many times throughout the book to kind of try the point poem, mm-hmm. so I guess my question is like, um, is this secret kind of in the bhakti sandwich that is Bhagavad Gita, like, um, is this there for this very uh, elevated devotees? Mm-hmm. Um, and why is it kind of like a hidden jewel there?
0: Mm-hmm. Somebody want to wanna repeat that in Polish? Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, amongst uh, the... I think there's six things that are mentioned for one should look to to understand the book. So, what does it say in the beginning, what does it say in the end? There should be some correspondence. But also one of those is what's repeated throughout the book. Hmm? Now, um, while it's true that this manmanabha is in the center of the book, hmm, it's also at the end of the book. Hmm? And so, um, he repeats himself there. And this is an advocacy of an- ananya bhakti, and it's repeated in other places in the book too. It's the it's when we come to the middle six chapters of the Gita that the that the devotee c- comes to life, so to speak. The first six chapters are interesting and important, and so forth. But there, really, he really starts to to heart starts to beat in the middle six chapters about bhakti and, and the theism and. Krishna is speaking about himself and as the object of perfect object of love and so forth, and in these chapters, in seventh chapter, eighth chapter, ninth chapter, and tenth chapter, hmm, repeatedly, this is the center of the book. The whole center of the book uh, is full of advocacy of ananya bhakti, hmm, and and very specifically, so by way of contrasting it with with gan Mishra Bhakti, Yoga Mishra Bhakti, Karma Mishra Bhakti, um, uh, Bhakti Mishra Gyan, the other way around, Bhakti misra Karma. So it's very specifically, over and over again, repeating and uh, this idea of Ananya Bhakti, and again, that which is repeated throughout the book, so to speak. Um, and again, it's repeated at the, at, at the, at the end. And it's also... Um, uh, I would say repeated in the first six chapters, at the end of the first six six chapters, where bhakti is the virtues of bhakti are extolled to the point that, after a discussion of the of the proverbial ladder of yoga, hmm, bhakti is all building up um, to bhakti, and bhakti is said to be more than a yoga. It's a yoga, but more, it's in a category of its own, and so forth. So, um, so I think it's 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 nice in that way. It's it, that is the theme throughout. It's not just in one verse in the center. Of course, it's very uh, specific. It's told there very very clearly with uh, um, um, uh, at the end of the ninth chapter and said to be the the, the be all and end all of knowledge, the rajavidya, and, and so forth but throughout seven, eight, nine, end of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, hmm, twelve, all these chapters are full of statements about Anandibhakti. And then you go into the metaphysics of the Gita, last thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and, and again in eighteen it is, it is brought out. So this is a theme throughout. And on each end, if you look at it in that way, with an advocacy of Sharanagati, you have uh, an advocacy of something that is that is an ingredient, an essential ingredient of that Ananyavakti. Hmm? It's kind of the entry way into it. Shraddha, Sharanagati, me exclusively, forego the other, the, the other gods and goddesses, sarva dharma put it This is you know what is brought out in the Bhagavatam in the Govardhan Lila, for example. Hmm? Charnagati, the Govardhan Lila. Well, we we see everybody is all the inhabitants are taking shelter of Krishna under the hill as he's lifting it and so forth, and and uh, and and the God of heaven is like completely dismissed. Krishna says, and feed everyone except for him. Hmm. Okay like this, pointing with this thing, except for him, forget him, and give it to everybody else, just the opposite, Hmm? the animals and the downtrodden persons, whomever, whatever, Uh, feed everyone and forget about him. Hmm? And Krishna becomes the the, the Upendra. Hmm? Indra Indra means the chief, he becomes the the super chief, so to speak, the god of gods, he's coronated there, Hmm? It's all a big emphasis uh, over chapters, because it takes several several chapters to go over around later, In one sense of, of Sharanagati. Hmm? and uh, and and so in order to this is a, this is a new, an essential ingredient of Ananya Bhakti. So, and in one sense, it's appropriate for talk about directly about Ananya Bhakti to be sandwiched between the advocacy at the beginning and the end of Sharanagati, because we could talk about love of God, it's easy to talk about, but then to put it into practice, first step, Sharanagati, it's it's, it's obviously a step in the direction of of exclusivity, hmm? Um, Ananya, uh, so something like that. I think it it should be understood in that way. And of course, excuse me, but uh, the, the Bhagavatam picks up right where the Gita leaves off dharma project the kartavotra satam. it's saying the same thing and this is the vastunade shloka of bhagavatam the second shloka of the bhagavatam is what it say in its in its uh, um mangal charan hmm? this is the verse that says in essence what the tatva of the book is about it's very nice i mean Yes, uh, dharma projita Kaitavotra Paramonirmat Saranam Satam. This is the same as Sarva Dharma Paritya me kam Saranam Braja. It's beginning where the Gita leaves off. Hmm? So, dharma Projita Kaitavotra Paramonirmat Saranam Satam Vediyam Vastava Matavastu shivatam Tapa Traum Mulanam. Hmm? Bhagavate Mahamuni Kite Kimbhapara Iriśvara Sadyo Hrde that it gives a nice explanation of the Tattva. Here, Chaitanya is, is begins with this also. Hmm? When he, Krishna describes, explains his specific of two, he has two Namaskar verses in his Mangal Charn. One is more general, the other is specific, paying tribute to the deities presiding over his book, Gaur Nityananda. He says that. Uh, what Taranam Kaitava? His name is. His name is ka- Kaitava. Cheating, that Dharma, the desire, Vancha. What is it? Hmm. Desire for Dharma, Artha, Kama, and moksha. I call this cheating. Hmm. Uh, same idea, and his religion is Praim, and Praim will be gotten uh, by, by, because Gora Nityananda will bring us in touch with two Bhagavatas, the person Bhagavatam and the book Bhāgata he explains and so forth so it's a, Chaitanya Charitamrita is the distilled essence of the Bhagavatam and, and the, the Bhagavatam is uh, is the extension of the of the Gita and so forth so this keeps re- reoccurring hmm? of course in Bhagavatam and also that, that second sloka it says and and who desires to read the book hmm, Krishna will be arrested in their heart hmm? So, it tells us something that what the book is about. The book is about something that's very dear to Krishna. It's about Krishna, but it's about something that's dear to Krishna, which must be about Krishna. Right? <laughs> What's dear to Krishna, that's what Krishna is about. Mm. And that's the love of Krishna, especially the love of, of Radha. This is what the book is about. Srimad mm. Bhagavatam. Mm. And so. Interest in that, this is the same idea I speaking about to some extent, interest in that ideal, very much draw Krishna's attention. Hmm? People are interested in so many other things, to get from him, to get things from him, to get rid of things, hmm? to uh, get, some, uh, get the, 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 the perks of living in his kingdom, <laughs> something like that. He's a good king, I want to live in his, his kingdom. He takes care of people well. I want salokya, shasti, samipya, sarukya. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Bhagavad Dharma, hmm. ananya bhakti—that's a very different idea. It's what—it's not what we can, what Krishna can do for us, but what we can do for Krishna. Something like that. <laughs> better we have a, a Kennedy spin on it. Something like that. Wow. So, <laughs> so Anandibhakti and Charanagati is very much um, central to that. I've said it's like a, like a stage on which the drama of Krishna Lila will be performed. So, you have to erect that stage within your heart, and then you can say, the drama of Krishna Lila is coming to a theater near you, hmm, shortly, soon, hmm, the theater of your own your own heart. Hmm, the ground on which the drama is performed. Does that help? Yeah. Hmm. And this should be the emphasis of bhakti, sharanagati, shraddha and sharanagati should be the focus of our uh, culture. And longing, loliam, is more relative to bhava bhakti. There'd be some overlapping, obviously. Hmm? So there's some appropriate longing. In connection with, with, if you're you're building a stage for the drama, hmm, for a purpose, hmm. so there is longing that's it's appropriate and and and, and, and it is connected to erecting the stage of of, of Sharanagati, hmm. Hmm. That's why I've said in my Shikshastakam commentary that. Um I've cited Bhakti talk Thakur that mm-hmm. in his in his poem uh with that he begins his book of poems called Sharanagati with that uh that uh that uh, what did they say there? That um he's speaking about Saranagati and he says that uh that um, who who establishes himself in Sharanagati then he will have uh, relationship with nanda kumar krishna krishna will hear the prayers of a sharanagata this is of course a question that comes in ragbartamachandrika posed by vishwanath chakraborti that if krishna is absorbed in the mellows of the braj rasa and so forth how can he hear the prayers of his of the sadhakas uh, pursuing rag bhakti hmm? Um, because his omniscience is pushed to the background in that condition. And his ordinariness or his madhuri, his sweetness, his human likeness, his forgetfulness of his godhood is in the foreground. So how will how will he hear our prayers hmm? in Raga Bhakti? And um, of course Vishwanath poses the makes a suggestion, well, the Paramatma will hear. Hmm? And then if you go, yeah, that sounds okay, then he says, uh, then you're not qualified <laughs> to tread the path. Uh, no, they, they can't think like that, the Paramatma, who we, we, will accept my prayers, he's not even uh, an issue for me, he's uh, he's not the, the Pranishwar, the lord of my heart, something like that. Um, uh, in uh, it is in the stage of, of ruchi bhakti that this paramatmas arguably is is replaced. But na danam na na jagadish kama the jagadish that corresponds with dhanam kama Dham artha kama moksha, all all desires of the world. As long as we have desires for the world, to that extent the paramatmas presiding in the heart and patiently kind of holding our hand while we waste our time on pursuits that are not in our real interest without interfering with our our will, so to speak. Hmm? But as we see through the futility of such, not only dharma, artha and kama, but the futility of moksha, hmm? Prema Pumar to Omahan and embrace the Panchamapur Purusharth, the Prame Prayojan. Then he says, "Mama Janmani, Janmani Ishwari, Baba Bhakti Rahoituki Tohi." This is another Mama Janmani, Janmani ishvare. The Jagat is rejected, but the Pran is accepted hmm, in the heart. Hmm, the Lord of my life, hmm. and and he's so. Surely, as our pursuit of rag bhakti reaches this stage, he can hear our prayers. So we can say, Krishna will hear the prayers of the raga but to emphasize the point, we, that we have to stress on such a person should be a sharanagata. It would be difficult. To, Krishna's fallen in love with with Radhika. How can he hear the prayers? You have to pray very, very sincerely, something like that. Of course... Uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu is there hmm. he is the deity of our sampradaya he's the deity presiding over Gaudiya vaishnavism so he is both the yuga dharma side and the and the rag bhakti side both sides to chaitanya mahaprabhu so we can pray to chaitanya mahaprabhu he will hear us and we will pass through the one side hmm by embrace of the, of the Yuga Dharma and all that that involves come on out on the other side. And he'll, he'll be there as well. Something like that. Hmm. It's a very, very nice idea. What else? Yes?
3: I have a question about eternal nature of Krishna's pastimes. Uh, Krishna appears in every day of Brahma. So, it's so we should understand that he
4: does not remember who Krishna is from his yesterday,
3: and in every day he became bewildered.
0: Has he become bewildered? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And because Krishna is every day, he is appearing every, every day
0: of Brahma. <clears throat> Why would he be bewildered? Because he appears in every day of Brahma.
4: Because uh, the Krishna, Krishna's hmm? pastimes are, are eternal,
3: so the pastimes of Brahma Bhima Bhima is going on all the time. So,
0: so is Brahma be always, a- always bewildered? Is it no? Yeah, yeah. Is Brahma always bewildered? Yes, in every day. It's every day. Oh, oh! oh is in every day? Yeah, is Bra- is Brahma bewildered?
2: Yes, yes. Because Krishna appears in every day, and pastimes of Krishna are eternal.
0: Uh uh-huh. <laughs> he's eternally bewildered <laughs> I think you have to uh, look at the text uh, in one sense as, um, as as a text that's teaching us certain points hmm? and so the Brahma Lila has a lesson to it that we are to learn and um, or, or a number of them and um, so The story is told in that way. Indeed, these are how the sacred texts are written. Uh, That's why you can find, for example, that um, the Bhagavatam is repeating stories that you find in other texts, largely. Hmm? Uh, Different Puranas and so on and so forth. Um, It may have some its own original stories and so forth, but many of them are taken from other texts, uh, other Puranas and so forth. And and themes of the Upanishads and so forth. It's all repeated, it's distilled, and it's presented from a certain angle of vision. Hmm? The story of Maharaj Parikshit, for example, and his passing is told in the Mahabharat differently than it's told in the Bhagavatam. So you you have the same story being told from from in different ways from different angles of vision to make different points. So to see what the point of the Bhagavatam is, and it's a, it's a, it's a book that's teaching us lessons through stories, and the stories are like, like a movie that's based on a true story. Sometimes they have movies based on a true story. So they take the true story and then they talk about it in a certain way, and present it. Maybe they add some details. Maybe they subtract some details. Maybe they over-dramatize a particular aspect of the true story that they think will be marketable hmm, and more sellable and they, they adjust it like this. So, in one sense, this is what what Vyas is doing in the Boglet. Hmm? So, you have to look at the stories like that to one extent, and not try to look at them as, well, you know, there seems to be like, how could Brahma, you know, every day he's going to be bewildered, and uh, you're looking at it, kind. Of, when you ask like that, more kind of linear, rather than kind of multi-dimensional, and, and and I don't want to do away with the story by saying it has a lesson. I'm not saying that, but I want to say that there's more to it than, like the leela of Krishna is 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 not uh, something that's just a lesson that doesn't exist, but it's it's more it's the lesson, and more more that can be explained and written in the book. And so, the writing about it, the leela is a limited way of expressing it. Hmm? Um, we, w- if if we, for example, emphasize a chintu beta beta, hmm? then there has to be leela, ontologically speaking. You understand? There has to be uh, so. Then we can also talk symbolically, metaphorically, allegorically, about the leela, without being um, in a position to, to, like, like Advaita Vedanta, where it's an allegory and has no ontological position. Hmm? As soon as you say "Beda beda," "Achintya beda beda," there has to be leela ontologically. Hmm? So the Goswamis, this is their teaching, and then they take the stories and write about them to showcase the bhava or to make philosophical points. And so it's it's like stories based on a true story. Now, that, that said, of course, if you want to look at it uh, a little bit more literally, hmm, which may have its value also, then the story itself ex- explains that there are millions and zillions of Brahmas and millions and zillions of universes. Hmm? And, and the position of the Brahma is one uh, uh, that one passes through, ultimately, and hmm? uh, doesn't remain there. So, if the, if if Brahma was bewildered, but then he is to attain uh, rag bhakti, hmm? he doesn't stay as a Brahma. Ordinarily, it said Brahma is liberated at the end of his life. This is a special once-in-the-day of Brahma. Well, that. It's a special day <laughs> that he, he, he gets that window of opportunity. So, you know, then there are millions of Brahmas and millions of worlds and millions of universes and multiverse and Krishna's appearing in each universe and there's a Brahma in each one and each one is bewildered. And uh, you can look at it like that. It's not the same same person again and again and again. Hmm. Just like Jai Vijay. Hmm. So you think, well, Jai Vijay have to come and for every time Krishna, come, Krishna comes as as um, Sishupal and Dantavakra, mm-hmm. after having appeared in two previous births as demons, is, is it necessary? And of course the commentators have said, no, no, it's, 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 in other leelas, somebody somebody else plays that role and they aren't the uh, gatekeepers of Vaikuntha and so forth. So, no, Brahma is not eternally... Um, Bewildered. But the position of Brahma is one of of some relative... And this is the point, also. Besides the fact that Brahma is bewildered in the Leva, the point is that Brahma's position is, is a one of bewilderment, period. Hmm? It's not, in other words, it's not an enlightened position from the perspective of the Bhagavatam to be a Brahma, which someone might think, that's a goal. Like maybe the Mormons or something. They want to become Brahmas, it seems have their own universes. And from a uh, our perspective, that could be thought of as, as a very, uh, yeah, a reasonable goal. Hmm? That you'll become like a god yourself. You'll have your own, you do it right. You have your own universe, big family. Everything works out. You're the creator. It's, it's a, and um, it's, Mormons teach something like that. Hmm? So... People here, and they think yeah that's re- that sounds like a goal, so the bohagwa wants to say that, no, that that that's that's a bewildered position to be in hmm? and it uh, even if you have four heads you you couldn't you couldn't know everything, even understand the, even uh, even understand a little about what is the praying prayer hmm? this goal and so forth, so it wants to make that point that despite, uh, despite the, the actual bewilderment of Brahma, the Brahma's position is one of bewilderment overall. Hmm. And it's, again, even if you have four heads, you'll be bewildered. That won't help you in your, in your plight. So we are encouraged very strongly, very powerfully in the Bhagavatam to, to put our intelligence in place, to control your intelligence, not to be controlled by your intelligence, not to be a plaything in the hands of intellect and reason. That is ultimately circular. Hmm. And the world is circular. Right? Samsar. You simply go around and around. Tarko Patishtana. You don't get anywhere by that. Hmm? And and this Gyan Bhakti, this is difficult, very difficult to understand. We are very much accustomed to moving proceeding with our head and you have to proceed with your heart naked. You have to go naked. This is the teaching of the Bhagavatam. You have to go naked.
2: Hmm.
0: You have to put yourself completely in his hands and nothing from this side can help you. And what will people say? He's going naked. What is that? Hmm? In other words, he's not... He's not going with his shoes on, neither he's going with his clothes on. Nothing from the side will help us. Nothing. Hmm. It's all counterfeit currency. The knowledge that we gain is counterfeit currency. What to speak of the things?
2: Hmm.
0: And and, and, and in in the text, of course, it it is advocated that knowledge will set you free. Sometimes in the universities they have this sign, you know, in Greek, the knowledge will set you free. Hmm. And there's some truth to that, obviously, because if you get a good education, well, you can make more money and work less, right? If you get a degree, then you can get a higher place in, in work, and you don't have to toil and labor as hard, just to give a relative example. So yeah. knowledge is, is liberating. It's, 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 it's a virtue. It's, it's, ignorance is the problem, Knowledge is the solution. This is kind of an easy equation. When you say no, love is the solution. People may go, yes, but what that means, and all, all of a sudden everything becomes confused again. It's very <laughs> so this is the idea of bhakti. Proceed with the heart hmm? and retire the head, or not retire the head, but use the head to soften the heart. Hmm? We want to lead with the head. No, we have to lead with the heart, and love is blind how can i How can I lead with the heart and love is blind hmm? yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that this tells us that going somewhere we're going into uncertainty, and it 's okay hmm? we're going into some some- uh, uns- uh, the uncertainty. That is, the, that is the element of excitement, if you will, in, in, in a living, dynamic reality. Mm. That Krishna is will, whatever he wants happens. Satya-sankalpa. are going in, in, from matter, which is willless, boring, still, inanimate, to, and go, I don't want that, I want to be alive. How alive do you want to be? We hear about the christian leler so like i 'm not sure i won 't be that alive that, that, that and moving according to his will, and whatever he wants it happens and i 'm <laughs> instrument in that and so forth it 's very um, exciting and, and and uh so again we, love will be our guide, and love is blind and so we have some resistance to that and we are taught that the knowing of the head unto itself is uh, only as good as we know its 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 futility hmm? in terms of making us happy It's to lead with the head is to proceed with caution hmm? and in the home in the homeland of the heart there's no caution hmm? when you're at home and, and you're you're if you're at home and your husband cooks for you that night and says, and you, and you, and she, he says, come, uh, eat, and you're, the wife doesn't say, what's in it? <laughs> Let me check the label first. Something mm-hmm. like that. No, you're at home. Hmm? And, 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 and wife cares for you, loves you, husband loves you. You know that, you feel that. So there are no questions asked. Hmm? You have that's the love ends the questions. Therefore, brain dead bhakti, bhujapadshita, mm-hmm. are sometimes referred brain dead bhakti. The brain, there's no like, cautioning and calculating, non non calculative hmm? love without calculation, something like that. Hmm? So at home, you you're not proceeding with caution. If you're in a foreign land, then you ask. What's in it? Mm. My god brother Tamal Krishna was sent by Prabhupada to China to preach in China Mm. many years ago. And so he was preaching there and he made some students and so forth. And on one occasion, uh, uh, the student's, uh, I don't know, maybe it it was his mother's birthday and so he wanted his guru to come to the house and the guru had been preaching to the parents too and so forth and so they made a birthday cake hmm? and the guru honored this situ- the situation and whatnot it's, and then it was time to eat and so he was of course very cautious what he would eat hmm? and and he said so they, they had a cake and so he said so, you know, please you have some cake the, the, the family said and um, and he said what, what's in it? Because it looked a little unfamiliar. He said, no, 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 no fish, no egg, no meat, no fish, no eggs. And so they had got that right from the son, you know, and Gurudevoni. And his son had instructed them like that. And so he said, okay. And, and he hesitated a little more and questioned. And he said, well, well what is it? He said, so then they, they said, insects. It's in, it it's, it's an insect cake. <laughs> Said no meat, no fish, no egg, <laughs> no insect. So <laughs> uh, it wasn't appealing to him. <laughs> it's a story I heard. So, <laughs> so uh, but at home and we don't have no no such questions. Huh? And we 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 the brain is dead and it's so troublesome to have to think. Right? You have to think. So in good association, hopefully our thinking. We'll be arrested, suspended, hmm? and we will believe in all kinds of crazy things hmm? <laughs> that later we think, "I believe in that." <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> when I was there, I, I was I said that I believed that. Uh, this is the value of sadhu sangha. Hmm? We think too much. <laughs> That is the problem. We lead too much with our head. We are accustomed. And Bhagavatam is giving a really strong bashing of the intellect. That doesn't mean that it has no place in bhakti. It's just that it should be used, not that we should be used by it. Hmm? And it's very subtle, of course, because, I mean, like I say, if you're controlled by your senses, it's obvious. If you're controlled by your mind, it's more obvious. If you're controlled by your intellect, people will think you're controlled, and, and, and it's good. You, 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 you know, but, but your capacity in that situation to come to conclusive knowledge is very limited uh, at best. So there's a good place for the exercise of intellect. Certainly, Bhagavatam will exercise your intellect to the fullest, but uh, not without underscoring this point as to its, the, the limits of its um, its power and utility, mm-hmm. but you know, and it's easy to to agree with what I'm saying, but it's not so easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's about as easy as as walking out naked in the world. <laughs> you think, I'm not, not so sure, sure I want to do that. What will people think? What will they say? How will I uh, feel? Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. So they was naked, mm-hmm. innocent, naked. And people didn't understand. As he came into the assembly, children were making fun of him and, and throwing things at him and so forth. But the sages, the wise people, could understand his nakedness, and youth, his innocence. He became this, the, the, the guru of, 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 of Sugudev And even Nard and Vyas came to hear, what will he say? How will it come out when he speaks it? Vyasa spoke it to him. Now what will he say? Such is the subject. They wanted to sit in. My student will speak the Bhagavatam. Let me listen. What will he say? Something wonderful will come from that, surely. Hmm? What else? Okay, you had... Okay, that's your question. Okay, thank you. Uh, We're talking
3: about sadhusanga and the importance and recently I heard a talk where a devotee was emphasizing the, I guess another way of talking about sadhusana, but she really emphasized avoiding the company of non-devotees, you know, up to the point of saying that it's the most important sadhana, that even if we couldn't do any other form of sadhana, we should avoid the company of non-devotees. And it's a little bit difficult pill to swallow, I guess, because the non-devotees maybe old friends and family
0: members, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, I I think it would, I wouldn't never say that, that the most important part of sadhana is to avoid non-devotees. I would say the most important part is to have the association of devotees. Hmm? Best defense is a good offense. Um, But to avoid the association of non-devotees is important, but then again we have to understand what what it what it means, and the implication, of course, is that when we associate with people, we share in their ideas. Hmm? We share in their. Um, um, we get together and we agree on things, so to speak, and we embrace the same ideas. This this should be uh, uh, avoided, and um, and rather we should. Uh, um, um, uh, not well we we should um, uh, you know em- embrace the ideas that we get in Sadhu that's what happened that's what Sadhu is is Sadhu just hanging out with you know uh, it's it's to come in a situation like this and come to some conclusion some like minds we all go away thinking yes we agree with that that's good hmm? As Sadhu, Sadhu good point uh, this is an uh, idea so um, we shouldn't associate with non-devotees in, in that way and go, that's a good idea, those are great ideas, I should be like that, and, uh, obviously be affected in that way. And the potential for being affected in that way is there in associating with non-devotees, and so we're cautioned about that. But, um, but as you say, we have to work, we have maybe we work for a non-devotee, it's quite possible... <laughs> or our companions at work and contemporaries are non-devotees. We have old friends that aren't aren't devotees, and so on and so forth. But we, you know, we, we so we have to associate with them on occasions, and we may even like to associate with them on occasions for certain reasons, and so forth. And, uh, but we don't do it in such a way as 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 to be influenced by non-devotional thinking, hmm? and. Um, be uh, negatively affected with regard to our pro- our pursuit, our, I- our, our ideal. Hmm? Um, so, you know, on the other side of it is there that uh, that you share your ideas, and we talked about the idea of embodying the practice in such a way that people, friends, acquaintances, really want to know what you're about, so that, that what you're about becomes the topic of uh, discussion if we can embody the the teaching in such a way that that, that perks the curiosity of others as to... And that may be manifest in the form of being the best in your profession, so to speak. Hmm? And as I mentioned, Prabhupada kind of liked that idea. If if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be an artist, if you're going to be an author, uh, then be the best in your field or, you know, excel in that and so forth and... and, uh, yeah, and people will ask, what makes you tick? What, you know, they want to know what's behind the great uh, uh, artists and so forth. And then they say, well, Krishna, you know, this is, I see the world, this is artistry and so forth. And, and there you go. And you do that to some extent, so, with your, your work, you and your husband, so that's very, um, very ideal, and praiseworthy. And so, while we associate with non-devotees, we may be sharing our ideas with them, our, our persona with them. That is affected by bhakti. But this is the essence of of the idea. Hmm. And um, and you know, also in, a, in the Vedic culture, association means also like eating. Sit down, eat with people, associate. And so there's the mandate for eating the foods offered to Krishna. So then you will will establish the menu, something like that, and what the basis of the association will be. So you change the equation. Even though you're associating with non-devotees, it's more like they're associating with you. Is that bad? You have to look at it like that. Is it bad for people who are not devotees to associate with devotees. No, that's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you should say, I'm not associating with non-devotees. Non-devotees are associating with me. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, your question? Uncle, you,
3: you said that for teach the
1: teaching of Balaton, you have to go make it. And our life. We want it to be. Yesterday, when Krishna Kirkan Prabhu was leaving, I asked him to stay. And he said, no, I have to go. And I said, oh, I want you to just stay. And he he whispered to my ears uh, the other tongue here, I have to bury my father tomorrow, it's today. And that moment I told him, you know, something very similar happened uh, in the New Testament when I went to Jesus and told him, I would follow you to the end of my life, Um, my teacher. um, Just I had to go to bury my father. Uh, And Jesus told him, let the dead bury the dead, and follow the living one." now. So I told him this story, and, uh, and he left. But now... They called me that
0: my mother died. I would like to ask you to pray for herself. For mine as well. I be able to follow what I dare to teach. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, we're sorry to hear that. Um, And... I think that um, that's an important teaching. Um, there's certainly the absolute uh, perspective. Um, at the same time, I think that one can embrace the absolute perspective and still participate in the... Uh, in the relative um, in that one does not have to step outside of Ananya Bhakti necessarily to um, to engage in formalities that deal with relative um, realities in our life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example, performed the Shraddha ceremony for his, uh, the passing of his father, Jagannath Mishra. So the Shraddha ceremony is is within the jurisdiction of the Dharma marg, which Krishna says we should forego, right? Sarva Dharman, Prithyaja, Mamekam, Sharanam, Braja. Bhakti should be Gyan Karmadi and Avritam, not covered by karma or Gyan. So the idea that that in the Bible, is, he's saying the same thing. Don't let your bhakti be covered by karma in this, this instant. Hmm? Follow the living, not the dead. That's true. That's a good teaching. But at the same time, we can do that and still observe those events appropriately and emotionally live through them perhaps uh, better as a result of having done so. Um, by not thinking that our bhakti is dependent upon that Um, that if I don't do that which is part of another religious path really in this way I'm speaking about it that there will be something um, lacking in me I will have made some offense, I will have uh, incurred a a debt, uh, and so forth. Bhakti absolves all of that. Bhakti is perfect. Hmm? Knowing that, still, it may be even in the interest of the spreading of bhakti, which is also what you're living for, Hmm? to observe such ceremonies, and, and so forth. Otherwise it will be a hard pill to swallow for people in, in in general i'll give you an example that um one of my godbrothers um and this will probably hope, lighten the atmosphere a little bit but he was uh f- from a jewish family in new york and and he joined the temple and he was involved for many years and so forth and he didn't see his his mother or father for like you know 5 6 years or something like that and maybe they didn't even know where he was and then they they found they traced him out and found out he was had joined the Krishna people and then, and they had just opened a temple in Manhattan at that time and so he was in the lobby and his mother and father came in to see him and so he was quite surprised there he was as a brahmachari and there was his mother and father and and so um, his his mother went up to hug him and kiss him and then he did, thought, I'm not supposed to, you know, hug up. I give up my family. I'm not, you know, my was like compromised. Then his father said, what kind of religion is this? You can't kiss your mother. Hmm? What kind of religion is this? In a very Jewish way, he said it in New York with a New York Jewish accent. And that was like, yeah, well, that's not our religion, is it? We're not really saying that. <laughs> no, it's <that's> not. <laughs> We're not really teaching that, are we? I, mean, I didn't understand that quite right, how that works and so forth. So, you know, the, the, as we said, the relative compassion, the shadow of compassion is contained within the, the full face of compassion also. Human dealings are... Um, are um, can be um, uh, embraced and so forth in the context of, of bhakti. Mahaprabhu performed the shuddha ceremony. He didn't think that if I if I don't do this, it will be a problem for my bhakti. Bhakti is not complete. Bhakti is complete, but it's so complete that you can do the shuddha ceremony, or for example, observe the funeral and, and so forth, and and uh, participate in such ritual and 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 perhaps arguably help other people to appreciate bhakti in a way that they might not. If it's your religion, is you can't come to your mother's funeral; it's against your religion. That's pretty difficult to figure out. I mean, you could quote quote the Bible like that, but again, this is also this is a quote that also pr- pertains more to an ideal of. Of uh, of a very high standard that most devotees are not on either, so it's a little artificial to embrace um, the the path and the and the the course of an akinshana bhakta when you are not hmm. Um If you're living in a cave and doing bhajan and and um, turning snakes into devotees like Haridas. I mean, nobody's going to blame you for not coming to the funeral of one of your relatives or something like that. But as much as we are still ourselves worldly and tied to the world, we have to find ways to, to accommodate the, uh, op- such obligations or, or connections to, to make them meaningful in relation. To bhakti and bhakti is powerful, so it has that that power and that capacity hm so uh, a little it's 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 true you've taken a statement from the scripture and quoted it, but it's a it's a it's a little it's a little harsh at the same time hm i don't think you should necessarily be so harsh on yourself that's probably not how you your 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 reality hm um because you have affections, so you are in tears. You bring us to tears to hear that your mother has passed and how it is affecting you and so forth. And Bhakti is different, you see, in a sense that in bhakti, we think that if Krishna loves you because you love Krishna, then Krishna will love those who love you. If Your mother may not be a devotee, but your mother loves you. Hmm? And Krishna loves you. So Krishna loves you and Krishna knows somebody else loves you. Krishna loves that person too. Hmm? That's how love works. Hmm? So even the relatives, the friends of devotees, are they really non-devotees? Krishna likes them Hmm? because they like you and you're a devotee. So uh, you're in... They're in the circle, in the broader circle of love by the very psychology of love and how it works. Hmm? And so we should look at our close associates and the people that like us and so forth uh, 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 along those lines. And then we may, may tender to, to things that are relative to them, important to them, and, uh, and that, that are part of, of a, of a um, um, relationship with them, even in a worldly sense. They all take on the color of of bhakti when properly understood. So you know you, you've kind of cited a very kind of a, a very heavy uh, passage of uh, that makes the point of of detachment and and the fact that everything in this world is here today and gone tomorrow. That's true, and therefore we should. Gravitate towards that which is enduring and leave the temporary, and so forth. That's a fact. But at the same time, bhakti tends to turn the temporary into into something more meaningful and enduring. It turns the mundane into something that has spiritual a uh, color to it. It has that power. Hmm? So this is why, again, I've said oftentimes it's very, very user friendly. Hmm? You, do, you can you can kiss your mother, it's okay. Hmm. You can go to, go to the funeral. You don't think if I don't go to the funeral, it will be a spiritual problem for me. Hmm. Bhakti has the power that, that, that if you have faith in bhakti, that uh, you can engage in such. In a gyan marg, that might be something different then. And there's a gyan side to bhakti, so Jesus is kind of speaking about that side and making a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's bhakti is a a, a little more developed I would say Mm -hmm. and so the loving center of that is overflowing it's larger, it's broader it's more um, accommodating Mm -hmm. it can bring the relative within its circle and give it a, a color of the absolute at the same time so, we pray for you. What else? Another question? Yes.
4: I actually had two questions, but I with the first. Uh, I want to check my thinking a little bit about uh, Krishna's Leelas. Um, because, it, as it's uh, Prabhupada said, Krishna Leelas are eternal. But then I was thinking that sometimes we tend to think, at least I, that there's a repetition going on, in one sense. But but then I was thinking that um, if Biyas was to write Srimad Bhagavatam again, like he would come down and write Srimad Bhagavatam, would it be the same Lilas, for example? Mm -hmm. Or I was thinking that maybe it's like uh, if you have a glass of water as Srimad Bhagavatam and you drink it, that will quench your thirst forever. But there's Take the tap and fill it again. There's a new glass of water. So could it be that there are leelas that are different and ongoing at the same time, so to speak? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't get in a stuck of thinking and it's the same,
0: so to speak. right? Okay. So the leelas are eternal. They're always repeating, and that could sound boring. Mm-hmm. I, I heard the guru done later. I know that one. Are you going to talk about that again?
3: <laughs>
0: Something like that. Huh. Sometimes it, it said that if you think that, then you haven't heard it at all, but but we can fall into that that kind of thinking. Hmm? That's why we we want to hear from someone who can actually talk about it in such a way that it will affect their heart and draw meaning out of it that, that wasn't there. I, I know the story, but I didn't know that was there. Hmm? Well, I didn't see that point was there. I didn't taste that nuance of the Leela. So it, it's the same Leela, but that we find that, that devotees are constantly finding new, new things there. Hmm? So it has that potential, it's dynamic in that way. And Krishna Leela is not bound by history to repeat itself. Exactly the same way, hmm? um, so uh, it will go on. And, and, and of course, it's a it's a it's a to experience the leela. To have to attain anurag means that it will be seen as every aspect of it is fresh at every moment and new. So that's why, as I say, we have to hear it in a certain context. And we, we can't just you just give somebody the book and say, here's the Krishna Leela we, we don't n- need sadhus anymore to get in the way and mediate between us and God. Just read the book, and there you go. And you read it, and maybe you fall asleep, and, or, <laughs> or you don't know what it's what it's really saying. It's a difficult book, or you think it says one thing, it means something else. And but in sadhusanga, the whole thing comes comes to life, and you see that. We are, again, we're talking about every year. Okay, now we're going to talk about. Krishna Janamastami and uh appearance. You know how many lectures I've given on all these days? <laughs> radhashtami and Gaur Purnim and so forth. And you know, I, I don't I do repeat myself with themes, but if you listen to my lectures, they're all they're all different and they do make usually some novel novel points you can you can find. So there's something fresh there always to be found. Hmm. Um and so it's um, it's uh, repetitive, but not in a static way. And yes, there there are so many leelas. Hmm? Therefore, you find, for example, the Goswamis writing about the like kind of Bhagavatam is kind of giving like you know a typical day in the life of Krishna, uh, a typical you know here's the basic story of Krishna, here's the outline. He came. He did this. He did this, and so and so on and so forth. But all of those lead to so many other leelas and and um, leelas within leelas and, and, and the Goswami's leela gruntas they, they're all based on the Bhagavatam hmm? and you see that is not in the Bhagavatam but it, it is, the seeds of that are in the Bhagavatam hmm? and so yes, there are so many leelas that aren't recorded, so to speak and their leelas will repeat themselves differently at different times with different nuances and even the same stories, and even though the previous one itself was unlimited and ever fresh, and so, so it's uh, it's super um, super alive and super dynamic, and it's the will of Bhagwan So it can change at any time, go in any direction, and it's uh, it's very um, alive and exciting. Hmm. That help second question
4: uh, one of the main reasons uh, why I pe- pe- picked up Krishna consciousness was that I read Prabhupada Gita, and um, in our context here we, everybody knows that Krishna is pointing to uh, that, that Bhagavad Gita is pointing to Krishna as the God but then again we have a lot of different editions out there that uh, is not pointing to Krishna as the God as we see the, the singing God the Son of God, and that's Krishna. Uh, so, I was thinking, if there is so many editions, one could argue that those are not written by devotees, most of them. Mm-hmm. All right. But anyway, how can they miss the point? Mm-hmm. so obvious to us.
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, of course, they they interpret Krishna in a different way, hmm? perhaps. But in one sense, I think, I used to think all of these different interpretations, you know, there can be a political Bhagavad Gita, like a Gandhian Bhagavad Gita, psychological Bhagavad Gita. People say it's teaching this psychologically, and Krishna disappears as a person, ontological person, and and so many things, uh, ways in which the book may be used and explained. I used to see that as a fault, but then I sort of think it's a virtue, Hmm? that the book includes all these ideas, that all such, it can cater to, the, to your psycholo- psychology, to, it can serve as a political platform, um, you know, to organize the world on a basis of, or Saigon, seemed to have that kind of idea. Um, and so I thought, this is a plus of the book, and, and, and it, 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 all such things should be contained in, in the full face, of divinity, all other possibilities can be drawn out. So, relative to the interest of the person, hmm, the reason that we that it's so clear to us what the gita is about is because we've had sadhusanga and we have some sympathetic heart for the for the for the for the teaching. We are predisposed towards it by our association. That's why this is not really a rational exercise, although we're called to use and employ our intellect the reason that we are here is because we have had had, had sadhusanga so we, we become we develop a sangskar for bhakti and we develop a psychology that that gravitates towards the arguments of bhakti and it becomes obvious to us and it becomes i mean it's it is pretty obvious that the book is written by spoken by krishna and, and so on and so forth but you know you could say well krishna is a mythic figure and uh, you know we can't demonstrate him historically to have been here in a, in a, in a, in a western sense of modern sense of history and so you know this dispense with him and what is what is the message here and it's saying this and, and suddenly krishna disappears and and, and, and so so yeah, but by if they have bhakti songs car then they will tend to gravitate towards the way we we think about it and understand bhakti and so forth um so I, I think um, you know all all of the all of them are valuable in a sense. Of course, you could say, well, if, if in the context of explaining the book in a particular way, they they do away with Krishna. I mean, Prabhupada was a little opposed to the ideas that you know, Ramakrishna would say it's not to Krishna that we should surrender, but to the God within, something like that. He didn't, he didn't like that too much. <laughs> for, for for good reason and, and so forth, so that should be avoided. But it's in, in, not everybody does that who who in, interprets the Gita for a particular purpose, a relative purpose, and and to see that it could be employed for such and be useful. This Sikh speaks of its depth. I think hmm. you're fortunate to be able to gravitate towards essentially what it's what it's speaking about. And then again within the context of that the, the Sri Vaishnavas will read the Gita, Madhva read the Gita and and they don't come up with Krishna's 2 Bhagavan Swayam although we could say how could you read it and not come up with that? nanat hmm? kinchenasti Dananjaya. and so many statements maam A prapadyante, ekam senasti tojagat Krishna's 2 Bhagavan Swayam we see it coming like again Brahmanohi mm, coming again and again and again. Mm. That's by a good association. Does that help? Yeah. Okay, what's the time? Four to eight. Okay. So we'll meet again tomorrow? Okay. श्री ऐसी भक्तिदानंत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय भक्त रक्षक श्री राधे गोस्वामी jai, की जय भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर प्रभुपाद की jai, भक्त विनोद परिवार की जय गौर